0: Welcome to the Talent Pool Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Kaplan, founder and CEO of Kaplan Partners, a retained executive search and board advisory firm headquartered in Philadelphia. I am excited to welcome today's guest, Chuck Sloreski. Chuck is the president and CEO of People's Corp, a $7 billion asset regional banking firm headquartered in Marietta, Ohio. The company trades on NASDAQ under the symbol PEBO, P-E-B-O, and is consistently ranked as a top performing institution. Chuck is a longtime friend and prior client of our firm, and I'm grateful that he's agreed to share some of his many leadership and banking insights with us. Welcome, Chuck.
1: Hey, Alan, it's great to be with you. Thank you for the pleasure and the honor.
0: So I want to talk with you today about talent and succession and particularly how you see banks and how your bank is grappling with the challenges of attracting, retaining, hiring top tier people, given the demographics that everyone's facing in this country and the lack of training across the industry relative to what it was when you and I got started in banking. How is people's approaching all of that?
1: Well uh, it's a it's a long story I'll make a little bit of a boast and I'm afraid to say this because As soon as I say it, uh, something will go awry. But in April, I'll be here 12 years. And in those 12 years, we've never lost somebody at the VP or higher level that we wanted to retain. So we've been able to retain our folks. And why is that? I think it's because we have a real focus on personal development. Every employee gets a performance review every quarter, including the janitor. And it's not, you know, Alan, it's not a great big bureaucratic form. It's, Alan, here's five things that make you awesome. And here's four or five things that you might want to think about that could even make you more awesome. And the belief is that the boss-employee relationship in America is flawed. And my proof point for that is when the phone rings and the boss's name lights up, People don't say, oh, great, Chuck's calling me. People say, oh, crap, what did I screw up now? And we want to get beyond that. And we want a good dialogue. So by having the frequency of communication and getting people partnering on development plans, uh, we've been able to build a lot of positions internally. We have a management training program. We bring in uh, you know six to ten kids a year off of campuses across the footprint and i'm, I'm pleased to say that uh, in the last year or two we just promoted several of them to senior vice president that have been here eight or nine years and you know so we uh, we work really hard on the development for at all positions uh, i'm 65 years old soon to be 66 and not going to do this forever and been working on internally on ceo succession for you know almost a decade we identified a bunch of candidates internally put them on developmental plans And, uh, you know, we'll be able to go through the CEO transition very smoothly, you know, keeping the momentum, keeping and building, uh, you know, on the culture. So a lot of what we do is all focused around the
0: individual. I want to stay in this theme for a minute because you said something earlier that made me think of the phrase that I really believe in. People join organizations. And they leave managers. So you talked about people coming in. They didn't know if the culture was as real as it was sold to them and the development, which is so critical for those middle managers, you know, running a branch or running a department division in the middle of the organization. Can you talk a little bit more about kind of how you do those talent development plans without getting super granular? Is it a technology based platform? Is it sort of driven by HR? Is it, you know, how, how do you execute on that? Any tidbits you can share?
1: Well, certainly HR is involved, but it's all the leaders of the company. Uh, you know, we take time each year to talk about the up and coming people, folks that we think can be two baggers, people that can play two levels above where they are, and those are the people that we want to develop. Uh, we want to work on the development plans, and uh, we don't want to be shy about moving them along. You know, personally, I had the good fortune of growing up a uh, Formative years for me were in Citigroup back in the 70s and 80s when Citigroup was really a a highly respected organization. And uh, in that environment, they moved you every six nine months. It was kind of learning by fire, and spent a lot of time in the deep end of the pool. And uh, you know, great learning experiences. And I can't say that we we've been as extreme as that, but we do move people around who we think have um, a lot of upside and try to accelerate their learning experiences.
0: I think rotating high potentials to different parts of the organization, giving them different experiences is a very formative aspect of employee development. So I, I, I frankly, I mentioned that to a lot of our clients, but they always say, I can't move her. Out of where she is, because she's so valuable there. And and I want to say, well, if you think she could be running this company someday or in the C-suite, you can't afford not to move her to uh, another opportunity, right?
1: That's right. You just got to hope
0: for the best. So a minute ago, you touched on CEO succession, which, as you know, is a passion of mine. How do you see CEO succession today and the challenges that so many banks face, whether it's a size or geography or lack of a focus on development impacting the industry from the perspective of driving some banks to sell do you think that this is a trend line that's probably going to continue where succession is an issue for long term survival
1: oh definitely i mean in the my, in my tenure we bought 10 banks you know the vast majority of those the driving force was the ceo age he was done and the board didn't have the stomach to go on or they couldn't figure out a way of finding succession and they viewed external as the only way and a lot of these communities it's very tough to get people to move to them. So I think you have to work on it all the time. I think it takes a long time. I mentioned to you that we first started with four candidates more than 9 years ago and you know worked uh, through you know through the process and over time uh, you know it just evolved that one became a clear cut you know out in front of the others. And, you know, we didn't really force it. In fact, we didn't tell the four candidates, uh, you know, for much of the time. They didn't even know they were, that was a consideration. And, you know, it's been, it, it, it's been a lot of work, but it's been a lot of fun. And I think, I think we benefit, you know, immensely from it. But it's something that a bank can't just start two years before the CEO is going to leave and try to figure out succession internally. It's going to be extremely rare where that can happen. And when it does happen in the short period of time, chances are the person hasn't had the developmental experiences. You know, for instance, uh, be a little close to my best here without giving my incumbent away here. But the person who will succeed me has done staff jobs and has done line jobs, has done headquarter jobs and has done field jobs. You know, and it's just a variety
0: of different experiences that will put them in a good position to succeed. That's a great, great story and a template for others to follow if they're smart enough to to ask you about what you've done. One of the things I know you're also passionate about is good governance. And that's a weak area for, for many, many community banks. I know that over time, you've really worked to constantly evolve the board and the governance of the company. And of course, the regulators are paying more attention to that than ever before. What's been the regulatory impact and has that been a driver for some of the growth and evolution of your board at People's?
1: Well, I, I think the bar keeps rising, you know, it keeps getting more difficult and you know, whether you go back in time and you think about adding in socks and uh, you know, now ERM and all these different things coming down the line. I mean, I was fortunate that the board was independent uh, when I got here and we had a you know, a board chair that's not Part of management, and I think that's a good thing to do. But you always got to refine the board behaviors and the governance practices. You know, we've got the board out of the business of running the bank. You know, for instance, uh, years ago they used to actually approve loans, and they're not doing. uh, You know, they're not doing that. And today, the real focus is on risk management, enterprise risk management, making sure that the choices that we're making are the right choices. They've been intimately involved in the succession conversation. And we will continue to improve our governance as we get closer to 10 billion, Uh, you know, we'll be stepping up our compliance and uh, our risk management uh, capabilities. And, uh, you know, we, you know, a lot of people in my position complain about all the regulatory burden, and I can't say that I love it. But, you know, when you think about it, the regulators, uh, what do they want? They want the bank to be strong, and they want the customer to be treated fairly. And what do I want? I want the bank to be strong and I want the customers to be treated fairly. So I think there's an alignment there. And so rather than yell and scream about all the insanity, you know, we just try to conform
0: as best we can and execute uh, with excellence. You know, um, you were talking about risk and my head went to talent, strategy, and risk. And the premise is those are the things that boards really should be focused on. And I sort of feel like without asking you that question directly, that seems to be the primary things that you've got your board focused on, if that's a fair statement.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The strategy piece and the risk piece and the succession pieces of talent, uh, for you know, for sure. Um, that's uh, that's a good way of thinking about it.
0: But I think if the board is taking care of talent, strategy, and risk, then the classic definition of total shareholder return will be taken care of as well. Uh, and I think there's a lot of truth in that.
1: I agree, and I think you know from the get-go, we took an approach of really not worrying about the current quarter. Uh, we made decisions and make actions that really think are going to benefit the shareholder two or three years down the line. And that allows you a great deal of freedom. And if you manage your talent around that, um, I think you can do great things.
0: Well, Chuck, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us today. You've been listening to the Talent Pool podcast. I'm your host, Alan Kaplan from Kaplan Partners. If you'd like to hear more from our guests, listen to our other podcasts or learn more about our firm visit KaplanPartners.com. Thank you for joining us.